Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. I did a podcast recently called Invisible Women. It was one of my famous rant podcasts. And, you know, I was talking in general, I think, I can't even remember, about how we become invisible at midlife. And, oh, I know, I'm just talking about photographs, couldn't find photographs of women in our age group. We just disappear. It's like it's like suddenly we've been sent off to some cave somewhere or some distant island, and we're only allowed back when we've got proper wrinkles and we can now be officially old. So we're not young, we're not old, we're kind of, oh, ooh, ooh, what do I do with you? Don't know. So that was what my rant was about. But I've taken it a little bit further. Rather, I haven't taken it further. I've noticed something else, which is the same kind of thing. And I've noticed it on Facebook. Now, here's another rant subject of mine. We know Shirley doesn't really like Facebook. Shirley is on Facebook through the Mental Wealth Factory because Shirley feels compelled in this modern world through business to be on Facebook, but Shirley doesn't like Facebook. See how I have to slip into third person to even acknowledge the fact that it exists. But I've noticed something else. So I'm um, a member of a couple of really cool communities. Um, some of them are very business focused. In fact, yeah, most of them are, uh, but some aren't. And Obviously, I get people who connect with me through the Mental Wealth Factory, as you know, because I post it in the podcast details every single day. And of course, I'm imagining that the people that are connected with me are in that mid-invisible bracket. But here's where it gets a little bit interesting. A lot, not all, of course, much as I love to stereotype and generalize, because it's so much more fun. We're all individual and unique. Uh, but I do notice that it is quite common for women of a certain age to not have their photos on their profile. Not only do they not have their photos on their profile, so they're not in the head, you know, there's no banner with some pouting selfie, unsurprisingly, but there's no banner with them in it. There's no image of them in the little portraity bit that's designed to be a photo of, of you. And there's no photo, even if you scroll through content. So the posts will be all very generic, all very third person. And, you know, I think a lot of people like Facebook, they feel they can share how they feel, but they don't. What's interesting for me for this group is it's almost like they don't. They want, don't want to be seen. They don't 
feel comfortable being seen, although they'll maybe post some some meaningful quotes, some stories that have meaning for them. And I thought how interesting that this feeds in to that same place that somehow unconsciously society is sending us a message that we're receiving and being quite happy to buy into of just stay out of the way. You're not really wanted anymore. You've not got any value. Just get on look after your parents, take care of your kids, just stay home. You know, you can go out for lunch sometimes, but really we're not that interested. Anything you've got to say or anything that you'd like to add to the conversation because, well, you clearly can't hack it anymore, can you? I paraphrase as ever, but I think that's the subtext. And, you you know, I know people go, no, 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 but I think subtexts, remember, my area of fascination, the thing I'm really good at, is hypnotherapy. So when I'm working directly with hypnotherapy and with clients, I'm working with, one day I'll teach this to people that, that want to learn how to do this, but I'm working with those unconscious language patterns that we use that are windows into the subtext of our worlds. And not because I'm terribly clever, but because I know that the little things that we say or do, that we do them without thinking, actually connect with something way deeper within our subconscious that we don't even realise we think or feel. And that's fed from the whole of our lives, from every experience we've ever had, every person we've ever met, everything we've ever read, everything we've ever seen is connected to those subtle language patterns. And so subtexts, though we may not consciously acknowledge them, exist and are powerful. And I did do another rant. This is a rant about the rants episode about Edward de Bernays, the psychologist who is the cousin, I think, or nephew of Freud, as in Sigmund Freud, who is known as the godfather or simply father of public relations, who manipulated an entire, not just an entire population of the United States, but the whole world manipulated us to buy certain things, to behave in certain ways, um, to accept things that really were quite unacceptable, like banana republics, just taking over complete countries and, and convincing us that these were bad people and we were doing the right thing, we being the corporations that he worked for. Again, I digress, but that's the power of subtext. And so it's quite sad for me that we don't feel able to, you know, we feel like we're not worthy to have a picture. And I get like why, so there's a choice here. Sometimes there's a choice and that's a choice we make is fine. It's like, well, why? I don't want everybody staring at my photos, trawling through my life. I get that. I think that's a bold choice to be applauded, if that is why. So if you're saying, it's nobody's business what I look like, where I go, who my friends are, what my family looks like, and I sure as hell I'm not going to be doing some stupid pouty selfies. I totally buy into that. 
And if that's the case, it's fine. But sometimes I, I wonder whether it's not just about that, whether it is more that if we are seen in a public space, it's like when we, we avoid, we get social anxiety, we avoid engaging, going out as much, meeting new people, because we feel like we've got nothing interesting to say, or we feel embarrassed about conversations, even if they're one-to-one or in groups. We feel like we have nothing to wear because we won't look any nice in anything because we're ashamed about our bodies, our wrinkles, our age, um, our, you know, our grey hairs. We are made to feel ashamed and unworthy and in the workplace because we suddenly get the stark realisation, no, not suddenly, we realise and we finally admit to it that, do you know what? Who needs to do 12 and 14 hour days and treat everybody else like they're some kind of slave, even though they're paid to be a slave, and and lose our sense of humanity in the workplace? A lot of us go, no, don't want to be doing that. And that means we become invisible in the higher echelons of the workplace because nothing changes. And so there's another reason why we're perceived as inadequate, potentially, because oh, you just can't hack those long days, can you? Don't deserve those big salaries that come with that, like giving up your entire life for an employer. And I'm no, I'm digressing into another rant. And I know that what I share is contentious, it's opinionated, sometimes it's founded, in fact, often it's founded on nothing more than me interpreting, you know, turning a a mountain, a a molehill into a mountain. Been guilty of that my entire life. But sometimes I'm spot on with it. And I know there's the logical amongst us. I've had this conversation with my ex-husband many times. Mm -hmm. Where people don't want to buy what you think. If you can't stack it up with a pile of researched papers and statistical evidence for your opinion, then your opinion has no value. And I say, bull, as ever. Which is not to say that that is an excuse for prejudice and bias where we make judgments about negative judgments about groups of people based on their colour, their gender, their behaviour, what they wear. Which sounds like I'm arguing both sides of the equation, doesn't it? But I think there's a there's a balance. So I, I do my best to avoid negative judgment. She's not to say I've not been guilty of that in the past. I sure as hell have. But I've worked on that and I realised, well, you know, who are you to judge? And when we judge somebody else negatively, that's a reflection on us and a failing within us. And we need to look at that. And I've had to look very deeply at myself and how I behave or make a judgment of other people. Am I perfect? Have I have I cracked the answer to life? Ooh. Well, there's a surprise. No, of course I haven't. Who has? I'm on the journey just the same as you and as anybody else. But I think increasingly, instead of me feeling like I should apologise for my opinions, that I should go and make sure I fully research and document anything before I actually express that opinion, because it might be wrong or... I might have to change my mind. 
And therefore, we don't want any egg on face, Shirley. You don't want to put anything out there that might be mistaken. Well, what's the point? There's no point. Like, none, what is the point of any of us living? They're expressing opinion or thinking or being anything if we have to always make sure that we check the facts. Are we saying the right thing? Is that true? I'm not ever, I hope, I never present anything unless it's on, on really solid ground. It comes from solid expertise. I hope I qualify almost everything I say with, this is what I think, this is my point of view, this is my opinion, this is my experience, not these are the facts. So this is not false or fake news, Donald, if you're listening, uh, this is just my point of view. Okay, I said I never judged anybody. Uh, no, I didn't. I said I've learned a lot about judging and it says more about me than it does about you when I do the judgment but I haven't got over this one yet. Donald, I think you are, I can't even say it. Okay, so that was enough. I didn't, we didn't need that little digression, but to come back to the main point, which was maybe it's not for me. We have to make choices individually, but I like to hope that People like me becoming a little bit braver and more courageous about stepping out and going, <laughs> okay, heads above the parapet. I now have a podcast where I share my opinions and, oh, crikey, there's a Facebook page too, but it's not in my name, but people will track me. That perhaps doing it in, I hope, an empowering way will encourage more people, more women, powerful wise, extraordinary women in midlife who have done and seen the most incredible things. You know, we we have so much richness to give that could actually probably make society a whole lot better if we just spoke up more often, more vociferously, and maybe became like those women in, if you haven't seen it yet, please watch it, Mrs. America, um, and, and become a voice, a common voice, not for the same thing, but for being heard, for, for caring, for humanity, for wisdom, for good sense, for actually going, do you know what? I know people say this all the time, but we do get one chance at this unless we believe in Buddhism and we come back multiple times. But even if you do come back multiple times as a Buddhist, the intention is to achieve Nirvana. So you don't have to keep coming back. You keep coming back because you keep, <laughs> you keep failing, getting it wrong. You're going to come back and try and resolve it. And that's the most simplistic explanation of Buddhism you've probably ever heard. Um, you know, I take a small bit of knowledge. I just turn it into something I just, just created in that moment. Um, but, you know, we're funny, we're smart, we have such richness to give and way more than distilling things down to bite size, sound bites, political fluff and guff and hot air and lies. There's too much lying, frankly, too much lying. We have 
reached that point, but we're not like, what? We've just, oh, who needs it? Let's just be frank. Let's just be honest. Let's just be ourselves. Let's just demonstrate to people that think that lying gets you somewhere that actually it doesn't, that it diminishes you as a human being. Let's be real. Let's show off our extra midriffs, you know, the inches that accumulate around the middle. Let's just strut our stuff and expose the wrinkles and ditch the Botox and allow the gray hairs and, you know, swagger. Let's get some swagger. So I don't know what I'm going to call this episode because it's um, it's Invisible Women Part 2. Perhaps that's what I'll call it. If you found this interesting, inspiring, entertaining, please share as ever on your social media channels because the more people that are willing to, to embrace this, to be part of something that you can be a part of, be heard, be meaningful, not following somebody else, but being someone else. I don't know what I'm saying here, really. <laughs> oh, I've gone off on one completely. Yes, so share, and I will speak to you tomorrow. And as I said, this Wednesday, it is Wednesday, this Wednesday, I will be doing a live masterclass training, how to rewrite the rules of menopause. You probably get the gist of how that may flow if you're a regular podcast listener. Uh, um, but, I, you know, it will be more contained and controlled because I will be working through a slide deck. So there'll be a little more, little more structure than you get here, but hey-ho, still me. I'd love you to join me. Uh, please get over to the Mental Wealth Factory for sign-up details and I look forward to seeing you there. If not, well, whether I do or whether I don't, I hope to welcome you tomorrow. Take care. Have a great rest of day. Thank you.